Hi there and welcome to Talking Shop. My name's James Allen and I'm joined today by a man who does not work to deadlines. It's Ben Ironside Allen. How's it going, Ben? What's the crack? Not bad at all. I've just spent the morning trying to upload my latest YouTube video. Didn't go very well. Why? What was the issue? Couldn't get it to upload it yet. You know when the progress bar? Yeah. It's stuck. So I'm going to have to re-upload it again this afternoon. Oh, first world problems, Ben. Tell me about it. Well, you've not managed. Well, you've managed to get onto this, no problem. So we're on FaceTime doing a sort of FaceTime podcast call sort of thing. So at least we've not got problems here, and let's hope this one uploads no problem. Yes, but this is Apple. Well, that is true. Nothing goes wrong. Well, you'd think nothing would go wrong with Google. They're always going wrong. You should put that in the headline, Google. Everything could go wrong, won't go wrong. <laughs> Google, it might work. It might. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair Just enough. What else has been going on? It's been basically, I've been, I've been trying to get YouTube videos uploaded. I've listened to a few audiobooks this week. Yeah, anything good? I've listened to Jim Ross, you know, the wrestling commentator's book. Yeah. I'm on chapter seven, and so far it's not bad. What's it about? Well, obviously it's, it's about Jim Ross, but what what can yeah, you just? But it's just basically about how he got started in the wrestling business. Yeah. And all the all the all the stories you haven't heard before, are pretty much in this book because you you've heard many interviews with Jim Ross, so you pretty much heard everything. So he's trying to get new stories. Is it all from his early uh, life? All, is it all from his early days? I'm only on chapter seven so far, so he spent seven chapters just. Talking about his early days. All right. Well, um, how many chapters are there? I'm not exactly sure to be honest. It's eleven hours long. Eleven hours. Have you even made a dent? No, I'm only looking at it. The man's about sixty odd, isn't he? Seventy odd. Should he be? Was he the one reading it? Was he? Yes, he read it. He seems to be working harder than he's ever worked, in my opinion. This guy. I read an interview and they said it took it took. It's the hardest thing he'd ever done. Why? Oh, it's is that. Does he recount the tale of his wife's death? Yes, but he said not just that. He said just you've got to get it right all the time. If you get something wrong, you've got to go back and re-record it. Yeah, I know how it feels. <laughs> well, we've all been there, haven't we? Cut that sort of <laughs> Cut. Sense. Start again. Cut. Start again. Frustrating. Frustrating. The life of small YouTubers. It takes you like twenty-four hours. Tell me about it. Tell me about it. I've uh, I've been at Remembrance Parade this morning, so how, how you know, did that go? It was um, it was good. I, I think the the priest saw this as his one and only chance to uh, preach to the masses because you know throughout the rest of the year he's only preaching to about five or six people in his church, but he had a captive audience, and uh, he was making sure he he took his full time to to preach about God. So I thought it was going to be well. Normally every year. It's about the you know the fallen soldiers from all the wars that or the yeah. conflicts that we've been in, um, not just our fallen soldiers, but you know um, German soldiers and other fighters that we fought against in different wars. So you know it's it's worth remembering everybody and everybody lost people in in conflict, and he was more interested in telling us about Jesus Christ. So he lost he lost the audience pretty quickly. Well, he had an agenda. Well, they usually do, don't they? He's got one day to get this out. <laughs> well, he, he made sure he took it. Let's put it that way. But I think he, uh, I think he shot his load. 
So if if we maybe done fifty fifty, it would have been okay. But no, he he went straight for the juggler on Jesus Christ. Where did you sit? Because if you sit in the front, you've got to pretend you're interested. Oh no, grey man in the middle. Clever. Grey man in the middle. So so I was there for that, and it's worth uh, remembering them. And you know, it it always makes me me think about the people that we've lost over over the years. So it is quite a poignant, especially in my job, it is quite a poignant uh, thing. So definitely. So I so I wouldn't say I enjoyed it, but it was uh, it was definitely worth doing if it wasn't for the priest. He thinks that's the best bit. I always think, does it need to be a Christian ceremony? Does it need to be, you know, a religious ceremony? No, why can't you just, why does that have to be Christian or any religion to be honest? Oh, because it's an easy go-to, isn't it? Get a priest up front and get him to, or her, to, to spout their bit. I think they could get a singing up front and just do, do the songs. <laughs> oh, we did songs, Ben. We did songs, but it was hymns. So, you know, the only people that can sing those are the actual uh, people that either work in the church or go to church regularly because they're the only ones that know them. I love how they expect you to know the, the hymns if you don't go. Yeah, but this, you get a book that says, turn to page 105, and then you've got to, you know, get the tuning right. <laughs> well, the tune's the issue because, it to me, Christian songs just seem to be all over the shop. With They just kind of wedge words in where they can get them in a in a song to to fit the tune well i don't even need to fit the tune they'll just wedge them in anyway but you're right it's not a problem of the actual words right it's the mute it's the it's the tune you've never heard this tune before in your life and if you have it's only once a year oh yeah it's once a year so then you you go to suddenly get ready sing the song and you don't know what you do i heard uh Kylie Minogue's I Should Be So Lucky about 20 years ago, Ben, but it doesn't mean I know the words and I know, I know how to sing it. Do you know what I mean? I'm sure the listeners are very grateful for that. To be fair, if they got Kylie Minogue to do their, their songs in the church, more people might go. Catchy, catchy tunes. I'm in their front row. <laughs> fair enough. So um, so that's, that's what I've been up to. Um, have you been watching the news recently, have you? Yes, I have been watching the news. And on the news this week, we had that terrible shooting in Texas. Yeah. In America. And I, I just truly believe it's about time. I know they've got laws, but the laws aren't strict enough. Oh, no. No, no, Ben. Uh, Donald Trump says it's not a gun issue. So the laws don't matter. It's not a gun issue. But it is a gun issue. Well, not according to the president. He's wrong. <laughs> I don't understand how some Americans are so anti-gun regulation. It's not like they're having all their guns taken away from them if they put stricter laws on gun control. And the argument I heard this week was, if a bad guy's got a gun, I want a gun. What are some arguments there? Well, how many of them had guns in the church that they were that the guy was shooting up? I don't know, but at least one person had a gun. So, if <laughs> one person definitely had a gun, unfortunately, it's, it's. I mean, with, without trying to make it light of the, you know, the actual atrocity no, they went on. It's a terrible it, it, It's almost, it's terrible, but it's almost laughable that they refused to do anything about it. Do you know what? This is what it comes down to. It comes down to the fact that in America, you get big donors from the gun lobbies, 
Well, surely Donald Trump doesn't need that because he's a billionaire. He doesn't need gun lobbyists. He doesn't need the NRA to give him money for his campaign, does he? Yes, but the people that can give him the votes do. They're all gun-toting maniacs. Well, they're not. That's the thing. If you ask them privately, most of them would go, I would love to make gun laws, but if I make gun laws, if I, you know, if I support gun laws, yeah. then my money will dry up and I won't get re-elected next time round. Oh, so it's an election issue. Yes, it's an election issue. It's got nothing to do with it. I wanted to pass laws. It's an election issue. That is absolutely, that just seems absolutely bizarre to, to me. Well, it, it probably seems bizarre to anyone from the from the UK who, we don't have this sort of donor system, or we have a donor system, but it, there's a cap, isn't there? And the thing is, with the NRA, with the NRA they've, got loads of, they've got loads of members, and if those members support that party, and you suddenly stop, if you say, I want to bring in gun control, you'll lose all those voters. So it definitely is an election issue. Well, do you know, the, the argument I hate is, is it the Second Amendment or the Fifth Amendment? Oh, I can't remember. There's one of the amendments, It's uh, and they say it breaches their rights if um, you, know, if you impose gun control. Well, surely the, the, the clues in the word amendment that you can change the Constitution. In, I mean, if people are getting shot up every other day in America, surely that says to me they should have stricter controls on on their on their weapons i don't i, I really it it really does beggar belief but also the, the problem is i i felt a bit ashamed of myself the other day because they were talking about these different um different shootings in america and the one a few a, a month ago in las vegas and it came on the news and i'd completely forgot about it well that's because we're all numb to it now have you, have, you, have you not noticed that from any terror atrocity that happens? Yeah, I completely forgot about it, totally. It, it's the, I call it the, uh, that's a shame mentality. Oh, yeah. that's, that, that's a shame. You know, when you, <laughs> when you turn on the news and you, and you see a, a new atrocity, say somebody's been, somebody's ploughed into a group of people, because you're so used to it, it's awful that this doesn't yeah. even affect you anymore. It doesn't, and that's a sad thing. Yeah, well, well, we're all numb to it because that's the way the the world is. I'm afraid these things should affect you. Well, it's well if you just think you become desensitized because if you think how much exposure there is to it on social media, news outlets, news outlets are twenty four seven nowadays. They didn't used to be. They used to you just got the well in the UK you just got like the news at six and the yes. breakfast news and that sort. So you didn't have that twenty four hour um, bombardment of the of the news in your face all the time. And now it's every other day there's a new atrocity. You can't keep up with it. And it's, yeah, it's what I call the, oh, that's a shame sort of mentality. It wasn't until I, until I thought about it. That was just a month ago. It felt like a lifetime ago that lost me. Uh, well, we've moved on from that now, haven't we? Yeah, totally moved on. On to the next one. Which, you know, <laughs> it sounds awful, but it's basically, will I wake up tomorrow and find out that somebody else has been has shot a group of people up? probably and you just kind of think well that happened last week that happened the week before that happened the week before that it's difficult to it's difficult to put a, your finger on why we don't you know feel the way we used to about these sort of things but it's quite sad i think definitely, definitely. and i think it's quite sad that the americans 
or the American justice system and the you know the government are still refusing to put the blame on their lack of control controls on guns. I mean, the fact that you can still go into a you know a Walmart or whatever it's called over there, so basically a, a shopping center, and buy bullets is unbelievable. But I was watching a documentary about that not long ago, and you can buy these bullets and the kids lay off of us on Oh, dude, I mean, it's crazy. And I don't know what their their laws are on storing weapons, but in the UK, and I'm, this is not, I'm not like a full advocate of the UK's control of weapons because we've got our own issues still. But in the UK, you have to have a, a gun locker in your house or, you know, in wherever you're keeping it. You have to have the gun locker. It has to be bolted to the ground and the weapon has to be stored in there at all times unless, obviously, you're actually using it for... Like, say, for example, clay pigeon shoot. If you had a uh, shotgun, you'd be using it for clay pigeon shooting. Unless you were using it for, you know, the task it was intended, it would be it would be locked in that safe, which is bolted to the ground. And, you know, people wouldn't just have access to it willy-nilly. You're not allowed to just leave a gun out on the side. You've got to be a registered keeper. You've got to go through certain vetting to, to get the weapon. Do you have to see that? I've never touched a gun, never wanted to touch a gun, but... Doing your job, do you have to like sign your gun in, sign your gun in? Yeah. So, yeah. So, for example, you would, you, yeah, you, you keep them in an armory, and you know, yeah, you sign them in and out. I'm not going to go into the details no. of it, but, but yeah, it's there's strict, strict, very, very strict controls over over weapons. Well, that's good to know. And obviously, people still get shot, but it's usually in a training exercise or you know an accident. Uh, you know, accidents still happen, um, but but it's not where somebody just takes that weapon, can just leave whatever they're doing, and uh, go out and you know start shooting anybody they want up. It, it just it just doesn't happen. Well, see, I wouldn't trust anybody in the UK to carry a gun. I'm, I'm... Well, I don't trust many humans to to, <laughs> to just carry a gun willy nilly, but you know that's the that's the world we're in. Unfortunately, unfortunately, and. I don't know why there's such easy access. I mean, I think we're kind of beating a dead horse, but it, I think to us, from a country where there are such strict controls on weapons, even down to controls on knives, yes. um, you know, so knives can't be sold over a certain size, that sort of thing, and if you're found with them, you get arrested. Um, so for us, I think it's quite, it's perplexing, but to Americans, it probably feels like it's just everyday routine. So they probably don't understand why. From they probably don't see our perspective, and we don't see theirs. I guess. And I know there are a lot of Americans that do see our perspective. No, and... that, I appreciate their um their thoughts, but I do think it's time. Well, there's a lot of people that think it's time, but how many administrations have we had over the uh, recently where they've nothing? Nothing's changed. Well, Obama tried, but couldn't get the votes. Did Obama try hard enough? I'm not sure he did. I'm sure if he uh, if he sacrificed the thought of going for a second election, he could have probably pushed through with his majority gun laws in his first term. Well, let us know what you all think in the comments about that. And see, well, see, see who you agree with, me or Jim. Well, I mean, Obama's probably not, a, in my eyes, is not the blooming angel that everyone makes out. He had a big majority in that in that first term, and he could have easily pushed through gun control in my eyes. I agree. That's the one thing I do agree with you on that. He had a bit, a massive majority. 
in this last time. Same as Trump. And he can't get him in that. He can't get him well, in there you go. Room. I guess you're right. It all comes down to money. Yes, it all comes down to money. Speaking of money, Hollywood's got a, a lot of money. And without, again, wanting to beat the dead horse, but, you know, there's still this um, ongoing issue in Hollywood of people being abused, allegations of abuse, that sort of thing. And it all comes back again to Kevin Spacey's been in the news again. And this was something that you wanted to talk about again. Um, and it's does him being in a TV show or a film um, hinder enjoyment of that medium, no. i.e. That, that film or TV show? What, what are your thoughts? Oh, yeah, because as you know, he's in the new film, Baby Driver. Yeah. And I, I got it on Blu-ray. I have pre-ordered the Blu-ray, which is coming tomorrow. I'm very excited about that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I wanted to know, do, do you think him being in a film would impact somebody's enjoyment? Um, well, to me, I've, it probably wouldn't impact my enjoyment if I'm being perfectly honest. One, because he's not gone to court or anything. He's, in my eyes, you're innocent until proven guilty. Guilty. Oh, no, oh, well, we, we, we know that you're guilty until proven innocent in, in the real world nowadays, but in my eyes, you're innocent until proven guilty. So I think if I was to watch, I don't know, who, who's who's really been, who's Rolf Harris, you know, yeah. uh, so the children's watch entertainer, Rolf Harris. Watch an episode of that hospital thing you did. Um, yeah, so um, Animal Hospital or something. Animal Hospital, yeah. I couldn't watch a Rolf Harris show without probably feeling slightly sick. Know, knowing what he has been prosecuted for and he's gone to jail for, which was paedophilia. And so I couldn't watch his shows without feeling ill. And I, I just don't think I'd want to watch it anyway. Um, well, I didn't really enjoy him, but <laughs> the fact his uh, his form of entertainment spoiled my enjoyment of his shows, if I'm being perfectly honest. But say, for example, if Kevin Spacey got um, arrested and convicted of assault sexual assault then that may make me think twice about watching one of his shows only because i wouldn't want to give money to him well the only reason i thought about it is we're coming up to we're coming up to the time when the oscars get handed out yeah and i i haven't seen baby driver yet but from all accounts it was set for a few oscars do you think it will hurt his chance at the oscars I think if anything with uh, with his name to it or these people's name to it will hurt their chances because I don't think the the academy will want to go anywhere near it. But do you think that's right? Should they not judge this film? Oh, I don't think it's right because he's not been convicted of anything. But an allegation is enough nowadays to, you know, any. Well, look at Netflix. Netflix have completely severed ties with Kevin Spacey. Correct. Great. Yeah, so they've completely severed ties with him. They're not going to work. They're not going to basically release season six if he's part of it. And and so I guess he won't be part of season six of of House of Cards. But so that that's so they've completely washed their their hands, and that's because pub, any publicity, any negative publicity for that person, they don't want to be soiled with. And that'll be the same, I think, for for the Oscars. I just feel sorry for the director of Baby Driver. 
Well, he's an excellent British director, Edgar Wright, isn't it? That's the director yes. of Baby Driver. Because um, I listened to a, a podcast, the Adam Buxton podcast. If you haven't listened to it, you should listen to it. It's a it's a really good podcast. And I'll, I'll send you the link privately, Ben. After this, and I might leave yes. the link in the links to be- description below if I remember. And um, but yeah, he was interviewing Edgar Wright on the Adam Buxton podcast about uh, Baby Driver. That's yes. what it's called, isn't it, Baby Driver? Yes. Um, and this guy is an exceptional director. Just look at his, some of his past films. He's done Shaun of the Dead, Hot yeah. Fuzz, um, and I think there was another one in that, that trilogy. So you know, these are excellent, the world, excellent the, films. The world's, End. the world's End, which didn't get as great publicity, but I really enjoyed it. And, it, you know, it's a... It's an excellent film, and those films are fantastic, and they're kind of, they're very, very British. So I don't know what Baby Driver is. this a sort of an American blockbuster uh, of his? An American blockbuster, yes. Um, yeah, so this might be one of his first full-on American blockbusters. But he was slated to direct Ant-Man before he had to... I think he wrote a script for it as well, if I remember. I think he quit because... Uh, don't quote me on this, because I don't want to get it wrong. And then people say, no, that's not what happened. But I think he quit because of creative differences. Oh, creative differences. That's what's going to be the conflict uh, with us, Ben. That's what's going to bring this short-lived <laughs> podcast to its knees. Our creative differences. <laughs> it's going to cause us a split like the Gallagher brothers. <laughs> I think we'll always. Uh, I think we'll always be friends. But uh, yeah, the Edgar Wright thing. I, I feel sorry for him. Um, it's just one of those things. I mean. You, who can predict the future? You can't. You can't predict the future. He's an excellent actor. At the end of the day, Kevin yeah. Spacey. Let's not take away from the fact that he's an excellent, excellent actor. If he's stuck, he can always do soap operas. <laughs> he could do soap operas. I mean, people will forgive soap opera actors. They they can be up to all sorts and they get forgiven, don't they? They're always looking for. I don't know what soaps they've got in America, but they're bound to have something. Well, it's not just um, Kevin Spacey either. It's uh, Louis C.K. Have you seen yes. uh, what's come out with him? He admitted it, though. So he's admitted to masturbating in front of, yes. um, is it writers or other writers? I can't remember. Or actresses on, the, on his Something shows like that, yes. um, in the past and enjoying the, the power that freedom that that gives him. Weird. It's very weird, I think. <laughs> So bizarre. I don't understand these people. Maybe I'm just I just live a prudish life, but I don't, I don't understand these people. Anyway, he's he's come out and he said that, and I was about to say he's brave for admitting it, but he's not that brave. He was quite happy to go ahead and 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 do it in front of them, which is obscene. Um, but yeah, so he's come out and admitted that that's happened, and so it's just it seems rife, and I think. He'll obviously have to. Well, I think he said he's going to take a step yeah. back. Um, but if he's done that, should he not go to jail if he's admitted to it? That, that's a indecent exposure, isn't it? Well, it is, but there might be a statute of limitations or something. Well, that's it. That's absolutely insane. <laughs> it's another thing. Is the world going crazy? Well, this is what I was also going to bring up because I, I'm a bit concerned. These people that have been accused of things haven't had the right to reply. And um, do you think the media should should be banned from reporting anything until charges are brought? Um, I do. Um, 
Well, how can you stop reporting though? If if you stop the media reporting it, it doesn't really matter in today's day and age. The way the media look at it, and I think they've come up and said this before as their reason for reporting on these things is it's already out in the public sphere. So it's already on social media. So if it's on social media, it's already out. It's already news at the end of the day. Well, I get that, but they should take the higher higher ground and just not report it. Well, they should take the higher ground, but how how do you not report on something of such a magnitude? For example, Harvey Weinstein, you know, all the sexual allegations against him. How do you how do you not report that? I just think it's tricky for the people that get accused. It's, uh... Well, it is. It's, it goes back to that thing where rapists or people that you know get um, so they might get allegations of rape, and the man is instantly looked at as being guilty. Yeah. Well, it's not gone to court. So yeah, I agree with you. It can ruin people's reputations without any form of justice system being involved. It can just ruin your reputation, and, and it and helps. And also, I've noticed um, whenever you whenever you try to stand up for the people that are accused, people look at you funny. Oh yeah, you're cast down because you can't make an argument for the other side. It's it's a bit like the left and the right on uh, in the political sphere, Ben. If yeah. you're on the right. And you make uh, an, an a left or a left sort of leaning person makes a statement, then the right will attack them. If you're on the left and you make a right wing sort of statement, then the left will attack them. There's very, very, very few times where you get people in the centre. I mean, I was watching Question Time the other day, which is a, a show here in the UK when a panel get to give up pretty much what we're doing now and discuss the topic of the week. Yeah. And, and one guy, um, one guy, Head of abortion says, "I feel funny for the men that be accused, that have been accused, and then can't reply." And the women on on the panel are shaking their heads. Well, <laughs> <laughs> but surely they should have a right to reply. You know, you've got freedom of speech. We're not, um, when you know, when this isn't some sort of middle aged country where you didn't have any um, lot where you didn't have any rights. Everyone's got a right for freedom of speech. Surely. There was one guy this week that, that totally denied any. It was um, George Takei from Star Trek. Yeah. He totally denied it. He, so he, catch catch me up on what he was denying. He was accused of uh, groping a, a model back, okay. in, back in the 60s. Yeah. And one, how can he prove that he didn't? It was so. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to go, but at least he had the nerve to. Come out and go. I deny it all. Well, you know, I mean, and again, how how do you prove it? You can't. You can't. It's it's such a tricky. We're in. The, I mean, this will rumble on for for weeks. We probably won't talk about this next week unless no. something crazy comes out about it. Because I think it it's just going to go on and on. And this is the witch hunt of the the twenty first, twenty second century. I can't remember which century. <laughs> what what do you class the century as? Twenty first. No. Not got a clue. Yeah, 21st, I think. This is the witch hunt of the 21st century. And uh, some people are guilty, I guess, probably, you know, almost definitely. And some people will be getting accused for, for no reason, just for other people to make a quick buck at the end of the day. And it's uh-huh. it's an awful, it must, it must be an awful situation to be in if you're accused of one of these things and you're actually innocent, especially yeah. in today's day and age. Definitely. Um, speaking of people that have been accused and found guilty, and it's something that you wanted to 
again to discuss as a and it's a French woman who was cheating on her husband from what I believe yeah. with her with her boyfriend and then she told that boyfriend or that she'd been kidnapped she told in order husband, to spend she, she told the husband that she'd been kidnapped so she could spend the time with the boyfriend. All right, so she so she was cheating on her husband and she told her husband that she was kidnapped to spend time with her boyfriend. Yeah. Now that is the and she's been arrested and sentenced, is that correct? Yes, this is the most ludicrous thing I've ever heard in my life. Right, chat me up about it. What what's the what's the full story? What did she expect to happen? <laughs> she takes she takes the husband says, I've been kidnapped. Yeah. The husband goes to the police. How did she have access to a phone if she was kidnapped? She obviously she said she had it in the boot of the car. Oh my <laughs> word. I don't make the rules. <laughs> well, she sounds like she was making it up as she was going along. So she, she sent a text to the husband saying, I've been kidnapped, help me, that sort of thing. Yeah. And then she had a search party out searching for, for like a day. Unbelievable. And she turned up in this other French town with his boyfriend that she's seen. And did the boyfriend know? I don't think so. Well, so she, so she just had. Did he know that she was married? It didn't say so in the article. I, I, I was assuming they did. And and the French authorities have uh, a prosecuted her, have they? Yes, six months in prison. Hey, fair enough. You know, if you're gonna cheat and bring, you know, waste police time, then this is what should happen to you. I mean, I don't know what she thought was gonna happen. The boyfriend went to get the text and go. Fair enough. <laughs> That's fine. That's just fine. I'm just like making up. Absolutely unbelievable. You couldn't make it up. It's stories like that that keep me interested in the internet. <laughs> well, the, I mean, the world's a crazy place, and you wonder what goes through these people's heads. So she obviously wasn't thinking rationally when, uh, when she, when she did this. I guess she must have spent more time with her boyfriend than she had anticipated. Is this correct? She did. I, uh, before we continue, I want to apologize for the racket going on. Somebody down there strumming the grass. What? <laughs> it's, uh, I don't know if anybody can hear it, but I'd like to apologize. Well, I can't hear it. I'll I'll see if it comes up and I'll try and cut it out of, of the audio when uh, when I clean up the audio a bit. Just in case anybody can hear it, I apologize. That's all right. Uh, do you know this story reminds me of um, the story, and it was in the news a couple of months back, and it was a British model that she was abroad i think it was in italy and she stated that she'd been kidnapped and locked in a suitcase and got away <laughs> and to this day people are still unsure as to to whether she was she's a glamour model and i think that might maybe counts against her with the way people believe her for some reason but to this day people are still not sure whether she actually got kidnapped or whether it was all a publicity stunt to to get her face in the news well if it is a publicity stunt then it worked oh well a hundred percent but somebody's going to jail for it her face was all over the news well somebody's going to jail for it because somebody's been prosecuted for it so and this is what i find so weird somebody's been prosecuted and yet the there's still this theory that she did it um you know she she made it up now, whether she did or she didn't, we live in the world of conspiracy theories. So, you know, people believe in that the Twin Towers was the American government that destroyed the Twin Towers yeah. and, you know, 
crop circles, Aurelians and, and things like that. So I, I don't know whether it happened or not, but this is just another weird story that you see around the world, that you hear around the world, isn't it? If it wasn't for the internet, we wouldn't get to hear any of this stuff. The wonderful world of the World Wide Web. <laughs> if it wasn't for the internet, going on to segueing from that, and if you're not into WWE or wrestling then or anything like that, then you could probably turn off your podcast now. But it's something that <laughs> Ben's face just recoiled in horror at the thought of it. But if if you are, then, then we're just going to go over some wrestling news um, and things that you wouldn't hear about if it wasn't for the World Wide Web, Ben. And one of the things that you certainly wouldn't hear about is basically uh, the WWE have had a recent tour over here in the UK. So they've been touring the UK with, you know, um, big news stories like eight spoiler for people that haven't watched it. AJ Styles winning the world heavyweight championship from um, Jinder Mahal. And also there's a news story that's appeared on a lot of, you know, news sites that says Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn were sent home from from the UK tour. Now, do you have any more information on that? I have no new information, although I do have a conspiracy theory. Uh, to Go talk on. About. Kevin Owens is about to be the first episode of a new show on the WWE Network called 360. Yeah. Where a, where a camera follows them for an entire year. Right. And I wouldn't be surprised if this gets inside the home. Stop, it's already in the show. But I can't mind standing there going, let's pretend you're not being sent home. Oh, so you think this is a work? I do, I totally think it's a work. Oh, well, I mean, it's a <laughs> conspiracy theorist. The conspiracy theorist that you are, Ben, that's not a bad, bad Because type. I'm thinking new show coming out, WWE 365 days, whatever it's called. So what is it? Is it a year in the life of Kevin Owens? This or how oh, does it work? He's got cameras around following for an entire year. Oh my! That sounds horrendous. And as we're getting close to the end of the year, don't you think it's a bit suspicious about this? <laughs> I mean, well, yeah, but I would I wouldn't put it past WWE to to do something like that. Well, it is the wrestling industry, isn't it? I mean, they do like to, they say it's very difficult to shock people nowadays, but I suppose this would be one way they could do it. But what's counting against that is the fact that fans have paid money to go and see the WWE. They have, and I'll tell you how they got around that, by shipping Triple H out. They just uh, they just dragged him out of retirement yet again to put on a shield vest. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, and work in a few matches. That's how they do it. The the man is the the utility player of the WWE. He sure is. He carries his blooming tights everywhere he goes. Tights in his boots, and he's ready to go. He's now got a vest to put on. I I saw the um, images of him, you know, <laughs> fisting with uh, <laughs> with with um, Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose, and. I thought to myself, wasn't it just almost, wasn't it in April where he was feuding with Seth Rollins? I'm supposed to forget about that. I find that really, because that was the last time we saw him really, wasn't it? Against Seth Rollins, I can't remember. We're not supposed to remember these things. The authority angle. 
Oh, they thought well, <laughs> what when um, well, they were kicked away? Do you remember when um, Dolph Ziggler saved the WWE and uh, the authority never. were banished for all of like twelve days or whatever it was? Never to return. I remember those. <laughs> you are banished, never to return, only to return at the next pay per view. Whenever we need you. I think that was a Survivor Series, wasn't it? It was. It wasn't, which is coming up. But the Kevin Owens thing. What well, what I've heard is that him and Sami Zayn went into business for themselves during a, a portion of the SmackDown show. So yeah. they were supposed to come out and they did their bit and it was all going well. And apparently they were supposed to stay behind and get beaten up. And what they did was roll out the ring and go to the back. So from what I'm hearing, they're saying they forgot or they, you know, they missed that, that portion of the, the angle and that, was what was supposed to happen, and the 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 dirt sheets as I call them. Yeah, they all seem to have different versions of this. Um, well, well, this is the, this is the version I've heard, and this is from <laughs> I, I do ask, was it Dave Meltzer? I don't I don't know the Oracle Dave Meltzer. Yeah, I'll tell you who doesn't like him. Um, Bruce Pritchard. Bruce Pritchard on the what happens when with the, what happened when with Bruce Pritchard, um, he absolutely hates um, Dave Meltzer and he always st- <laughs> and my favorite line from his is when they're reviewing the you no know, the matches, and uh, his co-host always says what what rating would you give it and he says well if this was in the Tokyo Dome, and in front in front of uh, in Wrestle Kingdom it would be a seven star match. Uh, but because it's in uh, WWE, uh, No Way Out, Dave Meltzer would give it two and a half stars. I'm convinced now that I've got no evidence to support this, but this is just an alleged allegation I'm making. Yeah. Then Dave Meltzer get all, all his stuff off the internet, because... <laughs> I think he makes half of it up. <laughs> I'm sure he gets the link off the internet, goes. I'll pass it off of my own. Well, I, 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 well, it might do. I'm sure he probably does get some of the stuff off the internet because what, where else would he be getting this information? I mean, he says he's got sources, but how many sources can he have? I mean, come on. When the law was still around, God rest the law. God rest it. When it was still around, he used to say, I've got sources, but they haven't gone back to me yet. Oh, it used to drive me crazy. That was that was bit that I used to skip on the law. Um, you know, because... He would have this idea that he could just come on and make ridiculous allegations, much like we were talking about earlier, and then say, well, it might happen. It might not. We're, not, we're still not sure. It's still not confirmed yet. Well, I could say that. I could make anything up and say, well, my sources are saying it might happen, it might not. So let's just sit on the fence and hedge our bets. It's easy to do that. You can spout any old crap and then just be like, well, it might, it might not. And you can't have a go at me if it doesn't happen because I did say, I caveated that it might not happen. But you're right, anybody can do that. Well, it grips my crap, Ben. Let me tell you. It can't mind that, bro. <laughs> Meltzer. Meltzer does my head in. I'll tell you what doesn't do my head in and what is making me seriously think about getting a subscription to New Japan um, World if is... If I can understand the language, I'll probably have to get a um, a converter, (laughs) you know, one of these language converters to to sign up to it. And I know it is difficult to sign up to it, but it really makes me want to sign up to it is Kenny Omega versus Chris Jericho 
wrestling at Wrestle Kingdom 10. Is it Wrestle Kingdom 11, 12? I can't remember which one we're on. Um, in January. And to me, that's a, that's a dream match. What's that your is, thoughts? That is the dream match to end our dream matches. As they're, as they're building it, Alpha versus Omega. Can't wait. I mean, did you watch the, the reveal of Chris Jericho? Have you seen that on YouTube? No, I haven't, but I'm going to go back and have a look at it. I'm going to put it in the description below as well so that people, I'll put a link to it so that people can can see it. So in the description on YouTube, I'll put it, I'll put it there. Um, and you can click on it as well, Ben, and have a look. But basically, Kenny Omega cutting another amazing promo after another amazing match because this guy is basically, he is wrestling in a nutshell. This This man is wrestling personified he's an a-star wrestler every single time he steps in the ring and he cut another amazing promo he's got the crowd eating out the palm of his hand he's fluent in japanese by the way he's i mean he's wwe's dream wrestler the man can speak japanese and speak obviously speaks english but he can speak fluent japanese as well as he can speak english so he has the crowd eating out the palm of his hand he's talking in japanese and english saying that there's nobody else to um, take him on at Wrestle Kingdom for, for his uh, United States Championship. And then we get the five-second countdown. Oh, you know, yes. the, you oh, know the Jericho yeah. countdown, the old-style Jericho countdown. Yeah. And then we have uh, Chris Jericho on the, on the Titantron for you know their version of the Titantron, um, issuing a challenge to Kenny Omega for Wrestle Kingdom. The fanboy in me was absolutely creaming my pants, Ben. <laughs> I was so excited, and this is, um, if I don't see it on New Japan World, then I may just have to watch it illegally. Not that we condone that. Not that we condone that, and by illegally, I mean I'll watch another person's uh, stream yeah. off their account um, whilst they're at work. <laughs> that seems fair enough. Okay, so, so that's how I'm, that's how I'm going to do it. But no, when I first heard about this, I have never seen a Kenny Omega match, so I'm going to... Um... Troll the internet to see if I can find something. Oh, well, look up Okada versus Omega. I'm going to do that when I'm... When I, think, I, I think they've had like three outings now, two or three outings. Every single one's been world class. But everybody that I listen to that knows about wrestling says, this is the match. This is the, this is the match um, that's probably going to sell pay-per-views to the Western audience. This is what they've they've gone for, and... They've been incredibly business savvy. How they got Chris Jericho, I don't know. Well, he's not. Uh, see, this is where people are trying to again find a conspiracy. It's not there. Mm. I've read up on this. Definitely, you've got no choice but to let Jericho do this match because he's not in the contract. Oh, well, what what can they do? I did. I did hear that he offered um, his. He want. He basically wanted NXT. The NXT roster to wrestle on his Jericho cruise that he's putting yeah. on, a show, a show that he's putting on. And WWE didn't get back to him, which it sound, to me is absolutely mental. After all the years that this guy's put in, the least they could do is offer to have some of their NXT roster working on this show. But people that did get back to him were Ring of, Ring of Honor and New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yeah. And so they're not stupid. They've offered people you know, for this cruise. And in return, he's offered to wrestle at the Wrestle Kingdom at the Tokyo Dome. Talking about this cruise that Jericho's putting on. Yeah. I'm not an expert, but you're, you've got you've got the ring on the boat. <laughs> yeah. The waves are coming. 
the waves are choppy. Mm. How can you stand up in this room? Well, what I'm assuming is that, that it's not going to be in the middle of the ocean. I'm, I'm assuming, and this I, wish, I know we shouldn't assume, but I'm assuming that we uh, this is not going to be done in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean, and it'll probably be done at a harbour dock somewhere. So it might just be, it should just be called um, Wrestle on a Boat, probably. See, I like the idea, the sick person I like the idea, is of having to go, for, go out to the Atlantic and, you know, you know, I think I think even a, in a harbour location, the boat's still gonna sway. Yes. I mean, it's in water. <laughs> you know, unless you anchor every single inch of the boat down, it's still gonna sway. So, whenever somebody goes up to the top rope, is that not gonna cause issues? For less wholesome, because I want to see this. Well, having never been on a cruise, but I've been on a ferry, and I know they do sway about, and I know it can be awkward to move. Sometimes. See, that's, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Well, who knows? But. I'm sure it'll make a lot of money for a lot of people, and at the end of the day, that's probably all that matters in in their eyes. So, and it's an interesting thing. It's an interesting concept. And if one day Kenny Omega decides to make the stupid decision to go to WWE, they've got a ready-made rematch. They have, and they've also got the match that I want to see, and it's just you know something that I'm desperate for. And oh. I think it would be amazing. But it won't be as good in WWE because WWE like to basically stifle the wrestler's style, don't they? So they don't oh. like them working as hard a style as New they, Japan. They do have their own reasons because they do have a lot of injuries. They do. They have a lot of injuries, a lot of shows. And this is why I would... My my, my dream match, I think you, as you can probably tell, is AJ Styles versus Kenny Omega. Okay, and love- that would be unbelievable. But... To me, that's a that's the WrestleMania main event. You're probably gonna get Nakamura versus AJ Styles before that. I'd be excited about that if it wasn't for the fact that Nakamura's phoning it in or has been phoning it in since he got to WWE. To me, it looks like he's on the downward spiral of his career and just decided to, you know, wrestle a, a safer. I mean, I don't blame him. He's getting older to wrestle a safer style, but it does have a lot of. It leads to a lot of issues where you don't get the same Nakamura that you had in New Japan. Hey, listen, what for Hogan to walk safe? Hulk Hogan to walk safe. He did that. He did that. He did those punches to Hulk up in the leg drop. That was basically his. Um... Yeah, but his character was so over that he could do that. He could just uh, cup his ear about seven times a match and be okay. Well, Nakamura was over until he got brought up to the main roster. True. That's because. Vincent Mann doesn't know how to promote him. He has no idea what to do with him. But that's a different conversation for a different day. Maybe he needs a mouthpiece. How do we get? Funaki, no, he can't speak English. <laughs> I don't think, well, I don't, does he need uh, a Japanese why mouthpiece? Can't, why can't they put subtitles on? Why, well, why, yeah, why can't they? Why can't they? This is an idea. They could, um, they could do sit down interviews with Nakamura. They don't need to do it in the in ring yeah. promos. They can sit him down. They can let him speak in Japanese. Mm. And um they can they can subtitle it. Well, they do it in New Japan, they put subtitles for Chris Jericho's promo and then I'm sure it didn't ruin the, the promo for them one little bit. I mean there was a video I can't remember if I if I can find it, I'll let you know so you can put it in the Description of the video of Shinsuke Nakamura surfing, but he's speaking Japanese, and they put subtitles on the on the bottom. 
and have never learned so much about Nakamura in my life. He was probably incredibly charismatic in uh, in his native tongue, I'd imagine. He was. All I know about him in WWE is the fact that he's an artist. And he, wears, and he likes to wear a mouth guard when he's talking. That's it. Which I hate. He can barely get his words out in English without the mouth guard, never mind with it. They do that with Antonio Cesaro now. Yeah, you can't call him Antonio Cesaro, but nobody has a first name in uh, WWE. Nak- Shinsuke Nakamura is now Nakamura. I'm sure that's how Vince describes him. They make him. They make. Uh, they make uh, Cesaro speak with a mouth guard in. But that's so they can um, sell the injury to his teeth that he had a long time. And it's probably getting him more over now than it ever has. It works, but for the rest of them, please take your mouth guard Oh, I hate it. I don't mind them working in the mouth guard. That makes sense. That's the smart thing to do. But actually talking with it, I find it difficult. It makes plenty of sense to me. It does. I'll tell you what makes sense to me, Ben. And it's the mm. last uh, topic I wanted to talk about was Survivor Series coming up. Is it this weekend or is it next weekend? I want to say next weekend. Yeah, I don't think we've had the go-home show yet, have we? No, because we've got NXT TakeOver the same night. Correct. Very Did excited they... about that. Well, before we get on, to, have you have you been, are you up to date with NXT, are you? I haven't, but I'm going to make an effort to watch it next <laughs> week so we can... Um... So, well, I'm sure you said that last week, Finn. But I'm honest. Right, well, get on it, and we won't talk about that. But Survivor Series coming up, we've had a massive overhaul to the card. And thank God. Th- yes, thank God. <laughs> to, how did you feel about the show two to three weeks ago? I was panicking. Yeah. I thought, what the hell is this? The way they had it, it was almost like it was a B show. But it was forever long. Four hours long of matches that I was not interested in. And let me tell you, there's still a few matches I'm not interested in. No, but there is way more matches now than there was. But at least, I'll tell you what they are going to get. They're at least going to get a view. Because I will definitely turn on to watch AJ Styles try and get try and take Brock Lesnar to a good match. Because I know this sounds controversial and you might not agree with me. But the man hasn't had a good match since... Um, he has not had a good match. I should caveat that. People have had a good match with him. They've done a lot. He hasn't. He knows about one move. and Or, sorry, two moves. He knows the F5 and he knows how to suplex people. The last really good match that Brock um, Lesnar had, in my opinion, was with um, John Cena when he first re-debuted in 2000 at Extreme Rules. Well, yeah, I mean... I can't blame him. Again, going back to this working smart idea, you can't blame him. If he wants to, you know, take less bumps, it's easy for him to, you know, just suplex people 20 times, show off his strength, and that's what people eat it up. But it was great against Roman Reigns the first time because we'd never seen it before. Yeah. And, you know, it was that it was the story that they told. They told a good story that way. But in yeah. every single match other than that, he's done it. And it's it's a bit that you know you can have too much of a good thing is is well, how I would say. I tell you who else suffers from that same problem is Randy Orton. Oh, his slow, methodical wrestling yeah, style. Suffers from the same problem. Yeah, it can be very. Um, oh, I, I don't even watch Randy Orton matches anymore. It's a, as a, um, it's a sad thing to say, but I can't watch them. 
Well, this this goes to the thing. Will AJ Styles take Brock Lesnar to a good match? Will he make him have a good match and make him not, you know, move away from that suplex city mentality that he's in? I would, I would think so. Because AJ Styles is, if not the best, one of the best in the world. Uh, well, okay, so do you think who is, well, to me, AJ Styles has got to be WWE's MVP. I mean, he's their utility guy. He's who they rely on for every, if you just, you just need to look at the last two months to, to see it, how they've relied on heavily on AJ Styles to, to pull them out of a hole. You're right, but there's one other guy you're missing. The Miz is also one of these utility guys. Oh, I totally agree with you. That I would have top of the show. To me, The Miz has been carrying Raw for the past three or four weeks. He's been my main event. The man, he's, I don't care what anybody says, the man is not a bad wrestler. He's not. He's a very safe worker, but that's not to say that you, he can't have a good match. And he does have some excellent matches, and he's been involved in some excellent matches. But I, I guess his, you know, his strengths are on the mic. There's no getting away from that. But he just makes you want to punch him in the face. And that's what a great heel does. And if it wasn't for the Miz, this match Survivor Series against Boring Corbin, as I call him. <laughs> Boring Corbin, yeah. Would be, quite apparently, go and get a drink. Oh, it's... Go to the bathroom. Yeah, it's a cold, cold match. But yeah. then any match with Baron Corbin in is a cold, cold match in my eyes. But the promos, in fairness to Baron, the promos to a cut... It's made it semi Well, we'll we'll just have to to wait and see if um if I mean the match I don't think will be great. Let's I'm just gonna go out and say it, but I don't think it'll be as bad either as people think it will be. You've also got well, I think it's the Shield versus the New Day. I think that's pretty much set in stone from the way that you know things are going or things have been going over the last week. Unless Roman gets ill again and they have to ship in Triple H or Kurt Angle. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, Kurt Angle can't do double duty. Oh no, he's already in a match, that's right. He's, I in, a he's in a match. I forgot about that, but I'm looking forward to the New Day versus the Shield. Because they are the Shield, because Roman has, has returned. Yeah, Roman has returned. Without the Shield. Without or Roman, will return, will return on Monday. Without Roman, they're just like, they're not the Shield. Oh no, they're called the Shield. A couple of weeks ago, they were called Ambrose and Rollins, but now they're called the Shield. They've been calling them the Shield, just the two of them. It annoys me. Well, I guess he'll come back. I think that would be a good match. I think I would prefer, you know, the the sort of guy that wants to enjoy wrestling would prefer them two versus the Usos because I think that would be a better match. But yeah. I think the higher profile match and the the match that's going to sell tickets and intrigue people and just even just for the entrance alone i think because we're all suckers for a wwe yeah. we're all suckers for a wrestling entrance you've got um, to work for that crowd yeah well you got to work the crowd so everyone loves a, an entrance and roman reigns coming back shield versus new day is a big match because say what you want about the new day they are a big deal oh they are a big deal they, that's why they'll never spot because they sell merch they do. They they remind me of the New Age Outlaws um, in the fact they weren't the best wrestlers in the world and they're not terrible wrestlers either. 
but they weren't the best wrestlers in the world, but the amount of merchandise and their gimmick, the amount of merchandise that their gimmick sells is off the charts. Definitely. Off the charts. So, so and that, and then you've obviously got, I think what will be classed, will it be classed the main event? Probably the, the multi-man match, the Under mul- Siege. The multi-man match, Under Siege. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag under siege. Hashtag under siege, and that's um, Raw versus SmackDown. I mean, they're still not really giving me a reason to want to care for Raw over SmackDown or vice versa. What do you mean? They gave you a reason. What was the reason? Angle's jobs on the line. Oh, his jobs on the line. Oh, from um, from that Manny to Stephanie McMahon. What other reason do you need? How is his job on the line over this one this one match? I don't get well, it. It's his fault that the, the entire SmackDown roster laid what under siege. Oh, was he working security that night, was he? No. <laughs> then surely the, the head of the security company should be getting fired. But it's the fact that he hasn't um, retaliated yet. Well, that's because he's a baby-faced general manager. To me, it looks like Shane McMahon's been playing the heel. So if you want a reason, it's a bad reason. And that's what he's going to get. And this, I mean, yeah, it's shaping up to be a good card, but it's definitely the detriment of um, certain angles. For example, uh, the Sami Zayn heel turn. Uh, they probably turned him at the wrong time, if you ask me. They've kind of killed his heel turn, dead in this, the war. This whole, um, this whole um, Survivor Series is totally detrimental to what's going on. It's like we're in a little bizarro bubble for four to six weeks while they get through this one pay-per-view and then we all kind of go back to hating each other. And then we're supposed to... I mean, they've been doing this thing on the European tour that really ticks me off, actually. They've got, they've got all the women beating up poor James Ellsworth. Oh, yeah, I've seen day. that. Yeah. And, and most of these women hate each other. Yeah. But yeah, they're supposed to get along for this. Oh, for this for this uh, misogynistic pig. Yes. Well, where did this character come from? This came in the space of a week, didn't it? Yeah, you know, you know, just thinks women shouldn't be doing much. Well, why have they not built this up over the course of months and leading to a massive payoff? Because he's already been um, super kicked by uh, Carmella. Carmella, yeah. So. I don't understand it, that either. It, it would have been one of the biggest angles in wrestling, right? But it yeah, would. they blew it. They blew it. Well, that well, what surprise, Ben? What surprise the WWE blew it? Maybe we'll be saying in in a couple of weeks' time they blew it for Survivor Series. But I did before before we finish off. I did hear one more rumor oh, that Paige may be returning on this Monday's Raw. Oh, I thought Paige had been released. I know she hasn't, but the amount of time she's been off. No, well, apparently, according to the internet, so it must be true. Well, it must be true, yeah. She's returning this this Monday on Raw. Okay, so what, to join the, the women's team? To join one of the team, there must be a team member, there's nothing. Oh, they'll have to 86 someone. Yeah. They maybe have to 86 uh, Asuka, who they've also killed in the space of three weeks and being on the main roster. They've killed her character. I still have high hopes for us. Well, I would not get your hopes too high. You need to lower those hopes, bring them down to a steady height and expect her to be lumped in with Funaki by the new year. Well, that's very exciting. She'll be in a love triangle with Funaki in the new year. 
This is very disappointing. <laughs> Whether it's disappointing or not, then that's how Vincent Mann will probably see her. He's Fair. given. He's, she's supposed to be this killer, and he's brought her in having a fifty-fifty match with Emma, two fifty-fifty matches with Emma, and then let her go. Well, that, that's another story. I don't know what's going on. I mean, the crazy world of what is essentially a madman bleeds oh. out into his television product. See. We're sitting here criticising because we're supposed to do that, don't we do? <laughs> but yeah, the man has been... Well, yeah, don't get me wrong. It's easy for me to criticise, but he must know what he's doing <laughs> yeah. because he's got a hell of an audience. I mean, granted, it's been dwindling over the years, but he's got a hell but, of a core audience. But that... so, 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 so many arm wrestling. Yeah. The wrestling audience in general is getting... Much smaller. It may be getting smaller, but the hardcore is getting bigger. So I guess that's working to the, his advantage because more people will be buying the network than they would have maybe in previous years. Definitely. But it does lead to a downturn in ratings, which you can't deny there has been. Well, the problem with the ratings, you can't really pay attention to ratings now because people have got too much other stuff to watch. Do you think it's a problem of oversaturation? Not so much oversaturation. But if you've got a free row on one channel mm. and a Monday night football game on the other, you have to go a record row and watch a football game. Well, yeah, well, I will never watch a football game, Ben, because it's uh, American football, not real football. And yeah, uh, it's not for me. And yeah, anyway, yeah. ours is on in the middle of the night. I watch all my Raw and Smackdown on uh, YouTube where they give it away for free because they don't like ratings. <laughs> Good. It's been like in five minutes same. Perfect. It's absolutely perfect for the for the millennial who has zero interest in watching anything past five minutes. So I, I mean the fact that this show's gone almost an hour um is definitely goes against everything that millennials believe in. I watched a free hour on this week and I'm sure I fell asleep halfway through. <laughs> <laughs> I think I remember you sending me a text that you did um, miss a few things. Yeah, I'm sure. You did, you did watch the whole thing, though, which is very brave think, of you. I, I think so. You should, probably, sure. you should probably get a medal for that. But I'm sure I fell asleep. Well, there you go. Uh, hey, well, thanks for the chat today, Ben. I think we'll we'll probably uh, draw it to a close there. We could probably talk all day about the WWE and the, the, the way their business uh, is structured, but maybe we should, should bring it to a close. Well, thanks for... Um, Thanks for, for talking about gun control, Kevin Spacey, that crazy French woman, and uh, all the crazy events that have happened on the WWE European Tour and leading into Survivor Series. Have you got any closing comments for the listeners? Yes, just if you have any ideas of how you want us to run this show, if we're doing a good job, a bad job, what you want us to do, just let us know in the comments, it would be very helpful. So it's a good that's a good point. Yeah, leave us comments on and what you like, what you dislike on the show, what you want more of, what you want less of, and um, we'll we'll look at incorporating that into into future shows. Because we did get one comment last week. We were told we were great. <laughs> well, that that's true. It was, it's a, it's great. Well, that's not it's not as constructive as we need it. No, so we really do need to help to sort of improve because otherwise we could be. Rambling along. Just just pissing in the dark. Thinking it was good.
<laughs> well, that, that's what everyone does when they're when they're on YouTube, Ben. Anyway, if if you did like the video on YouTube itself, then uh, like it, hit the like button, um, subscribe to the channel, and ring the bell for notifications for future videos. We'll release this once a week, and we'll catch your asses down the road. Take care. <laughs>